entrepreneur, so I'm born to brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow! Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get this incredible content out to more people. Today, we have another great episode lined up for you. My guest and I originally connected online a couple months back, like many of the other guests that we have on this show. He has a vast range of experience in different ventures, which we'll talk about here today, and is making some incredible impact. My guest today is Casey Lawrence. He lives in Dallas, Texas. He is an entrepreneur through and through, also a podcast coach, our host, Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate you uh, having me on and looking forward to this. This, this has been something that's a long time coming. It, it has been a long time coming, man. I, uh, I love following you online. I, I know you got a lot of different stuff going on. So uh, as we start the mm-hmm. entrepreneur process, we'd like to talk about the history. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, and kind of where you came from and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, absolutely, man. So yeah, Casey Lawrence, that's my name. Um, live, I live in Fort Worth, actually, Fort Worth, Texas. It's a big difference, man. I got I to gotta put that out there. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, you know, when you compare LA to San Diego, people are going to get pissed. Yeah. Well, same oh, thing yeah. here. Dallas and Fort Worth are, you know, completely different. But yeah, so <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an Army veteran. I'm a father, a husband. I have two beautiful boys, beautiful wife. Um, I was in the army infantry for six years, you know, did some vacation time in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then, um, you know, when I got out, I had a rough time adjusting because of just lack of guidance. That's what led me to my entrepreneurial journey, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, so, you know, what I do now is I I have a coaching company that I, uh, I help junk removal businesses kind of get pass some hurdles in their business. Um, I do that very passively. Um, I have a limited number of clients. I'm not trying to really blow that up. I do it mainly as a, um, I like helping others, right? Succeed. I did very well in the junk removal game. Um, so I, I like to share that knowledge as well. Um, but yeah, I have, so that's what I do now. Um, I also partnered with my wife and her brand photography business a few months ago and, um, really elevated her, uh, her revenue and her sales. So uh, we've been hitting that pretty hard and, and just kind of blown that up as well. And then um, I also, like you said, I have a podcast called trash talk business podcast where, you know, the main thing is trash and waste and recycling, but we also like to talk a little shit here and there. Right. So that's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and then I'm also a very big advocate for veterans. So I uh, naturally partnered up with a uh, veteran nonprofit called gallant few. So for me, it's like, how can I mark every check or every box off? Um, if you had a list of everything you want to do in life, I'm on my way to doing every single box. You know, I'm, I mean, my main goal is to be home as much as possible at the same time as be happy, right? Peace of mind. It's very hard to do these days. Mm. So I tell everybody it's like family, um, freedom, and then money. Those are my top three in that order. Wow. I love that. I love the the family first. You know, right now I'm getting back into that, you know, rightfully 
unfortunately, but rightfully so over the last couple of years, as I went from corporate America into trying to build what I've built today, I've been just running full steam ahead and the business has kind of steered me in whatever direction I've gone and, and we have a kid on the way. So kind of getting focused back to there. And I think it's, it's so key to live the life that you're talking about, right? With family mm-hmm. first and, and then freedom and then focusing on money. Obviously, I know you, you've you've been in the entrepreneur game. You've coached entrepreneurs. Why do you think that a lot of people will put money or the business first? I'm interested to get your take on that. Well, because it gets addicting, man. I mean, let's just be honest. When you when you start growing something and it, and it takes off you get tunnel vision and you keep wanting to see how much further you can push it. You see how much more success you can reach. Then you start competing with um, other people in different levels of life. Right? So you start looking at someone who's in their chapter 30, you may be in chapter three, but you you think you have to compete with chapter 30 guy. Mm. So naturally you're going to go out and take better videos and um, do better Facebook posts or spend more money, um, work harder, work longer. Cause you're not really realizing, Hey, you don't know shit about their business. They, they are, they're on chapter 30, man. Yeah. And you don't know all the chapters involved to get to where they're at. So you have to kind of humble yourself and um, it's okay to be creative. It's okay to test your boundaries and to challenge yourself. Absolutely. But get a plan together and figure out what do you really want? Okay. So if money is your main motivator, which nine times out of 10, it's not, by the way, for all you listening out there, like, Money's great, but it's probably the easiest thing you can make other than a baby. <laughs> Making a baby is pretty simple. <laughs> Just got to be right place, right time, I guess. Yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, a few years ago, um, people were worried about the economy because of jobs. Everything was booming and people were like, oh, there's not enough jobs. We need more jobs because the economy was doing great. Mm. Well, I told everybody, I was like, look, there's plenty of opportunities. You're looking for jobs. What you need to be looking for is opportunities. Um, so as you know, but not a lot of people know, I, I picked up trash for a living for six years and I did it so well that I was able to sell the business for a really good profit and move on and do other things. Um, but it's that simple, right? I picked up trash and I made it into a seven figure business in three years with my family. So I think the biggest thing is, don't lose sight of your goals. So when I, when my wife was pregnant with our first son, I sat down with her and I said, Hey, look, here's the thing for the next five years, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to grind. You're not going to see me much. It's really going to be hard for us. It's going to suck, but I want to do that because by the time he's five, I want to be able to be home more Mm. because my dad didn't get to do that. Like how I grew up, I barely saw my dad. He was a working man. So having that, you know, real good conversation with your partner, spouse, whoever, especially when you have a kid on the way, it's great to do because it gave us a plan and we get to hold each other accountable. But at the same time we knew, Hey, we have to go through the shit first Mm. in order to get to where we want to get to. Mm. I I, I love that. You kind of talk about just like kind of not necessarily starting with the end in mind. Right. But like you clearly had a vision that you wanted to be there for your family and you you put the business for like everybody kind of talks about seasons of life whether that's seasons Mm -hmm. throughout a year or seasons throughout multiple years right like you knew what you had to do and you executed on that plan 
to be able to come out on the other side and put yourself in a position to where you're at today, which goes back to what you initially said is I want to be at home and I'm kind of on that same journey myself right now. So I absolutely love that. And I don't think that people realize enough the impact that that can have for you, but for others compared to just focusing on material things and money and, and the fame and, and all of the things that people like to talk about and boast about on social media. So, so I love mm-hmm. that and kind of going through the next step of the entrepreneur process, we talk about some in- ingredients. So, you mm-hmm. know, in entrepreneurship, what are some things that have made you super, super successful? No different than the ingredients within a great beer. Um, well, the number one thing is never stop learning. Um, that's the number one thing I can tell you. So when I first started this trash company with my mom back in 2016, I was in a spot where I was getting out of a shitty situation, dark times, getting out of the military for me wasn't easy. Um, it actually ended, I ended up homeless for a couple of weeks almost. I mean, it was mm-hmm. bad. I was living in a trailer that I would just tote around different truck stops until they kicked me out. Um, cause I couldn't afford rent at RV parks and whatever. But at first I took the opportunity to start that business with my mom very, uh, uh, close-minded. Right. So I said, Hey, how much are you going to pay me? Okay, cool. Until I get my feet back under me, I'm gonna have to stay with you. This is going to suck, but whatever it's, it's a job Mm. about six months into it. The business started taking off like crazy. And I realized I was really good at one thing, people. I was good at connecting with people and also good telling us, telling the story of where I got, how I got to where I was. So then I was like, well, shit, this business thing's pretty fun. Then I actually started thinking, okay, what do I really want in life? Because beforehand it was just, I'm just doing this to get by until the next thing comes up. Mm. But when I started seeing the business take off, I was like, how do I get better at this? How can I make this my, my thing, my career, my full-time, whatever. And learning was the number one thing. I just started reading and watching videos and asking people questions and, trying to learn as much as I can about everything, um, especially with small business, junk removal, demolition, name it. Um, the second thing I learned was if you're not always um, surrounding yourself with smarter people, then you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people want that attention of, oh, I'm, I'm the smartest or I'm the best. Well, that's great and all, but you're very limited in life because now you have nowhere else to go. Mm. You, 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 you're done growing, I guess you could say. And, um, at first it was very hard for me because I'd came from an infantry background, which you have that pride, that mentality of being the best and the toughest. So you had to really take a slice of humble pie and get in front of people that knew more than you and that were better than you at things. And you had to say, okay, well, I'm just going to listen. I'll shut my mouth. (laughs) Um, and then, and then, you know, the third thing is I, and I say this, you know, with the nonprofit I'm with, I say this all the time. Most veterans, I think most, not all, cause there's some shitheads, but most veterans would make great entrepreneurs. Mm. They just need the right guidance and to understand that it is an option. And the reason why is they have resiliency. They know how to improvise. They know how to adjust the mission under shitty, you know, circumstances, but they also have that drive, that mentality of, Whoever I'm with, I'm going to make sure I do my part to make sure we're all good. We all get through this. Okay. So I started digging deep and saying, okay, well, how can I get better at 
being a business owner and uh, how can I learn from my stepdad and my mom and other business owners. Um, at the same time, I had to keep driving. I knew it was going to take everything in me. And it's funny because I tell people this all the time. And if you're a civilian, for the most part, you don't understand. It's just fine. Um, but owning a business is the hardest thing I ever did, including war. Mm. And the reason why is because I was never forced to wake up at 5 a.m. I could have quit anytime I wanted. Um, and I could have done anything I wanted whenever I wanted. I chose to get up early. I chose to be at the office first. I chose to work, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week in order to build something bigger than me. So for me, it was like, it's the hardest thing, but most rewarding. Mm. And, I, and I think a lot of us out there have it in us. We just need someone else to help us kind of expose it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like there, there's always there, there's like the tangible things that like you just can't teach, but there's also yeah. the things that like when in the right environment, you can take whatever skill set that is and see whether that's motivation, determination, coaching, consulting, all those mm -hmm. things and, and, and help people rise up to a different level. So there's that, Hey, this yeah. person has what it takes, but they need to be in a different ecosystem around different people. And usually you see that when you, when you hire a coach or join a mastermind or you just decide to remove people from your life. I think that's one of the other things that I see with entrepreneurs is they're trying to level up themselves, but they don't realize mm -hmm. that their support system and everybody that's right around them are all people that are dragging them down. Well, they don't, they also don't necessarily want to do what it takes at first. Yeah. <laughs> um, they don't think of sacrifices the same way. So I'll tell you this. And I was telling my wife this the other day, I was like, I don't really have many friends and I don't say that in a sad way. I say that in a, in a factual reality of, I just don't have many friends. Mm -hmm. the, the people I do have as a friend are very selective as in, you know, I talk to them whenever, whenever I do, yeah. it, it could be once a week, it could be hell once a month, but we have that um, mutual connection to where, when we do talk, we understand, Hey, it took us two months to talk again. Well, yeah. Cause life is happening. Yeah. You know, and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I also encourage people to look at their friends and say, okay, put a value on them. I, I know it sounds kind of um, shallow, but yeah. don't, don't worry about what people think. I mean, put a value on your friends and who you surround yourself with. Mm. Um, if, if the value is a number, cool, do that. If it's a letter or whatever, but put some sort of value on your friends and then look at it in a bigger picture and say, okay, out of all these people I surround myself all the time, we're going to the bars, we're going on vacations together, all this great stuff. What value am I getting? And what value am I giving? Mm. And that's also what made it harder for me to find friends really, mm -hmm. because I would, you know, let's say I, I, I hit it off great with some awesome guy. We have a lot in common and I start talking about business and he's just like lost. Oh shit. I don't know what this guy's <laughs> talking about, man. I, I work, you know, I, I'm a, a teller at a bank or, you know, I'm a manager at a, a, a target or whatever, no judgment on them, but we start losing um, relativity right there because now I start going this way. They start going this way. It just doesn't work out. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. So now instead of like going and meeting friends, I try to see if I can meet business associates. Who can I spend money with and make it worth it? Mm -hmm. And, and, you may ask, what do you mean spend money? Why not make money? Making money is easy. Spending money is difficult because you have to do it in a right way. Yeah. Right. 
if I trust you, I'm going to spend money with you. Yeah. So I tell people, you go to these networking events, go to these groups, these small business groups, whatever. And if you can do business with people, they'll become your friends. Mm-hmm. Right. But for the most part, friends, for the most part, friends, you don't do business with. Yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, it's a, it's a big adjustment really, you know, mm-hmm. like you have to just say, Hey, look, what is it going to take for me to really get to where I want to be? Mm. Well, I'm going to have to get rid of A, B, and C, but I can replace them later with a greater value, A, B, and C. Mm. I love that mindset. I love that mindset. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely makes sense. And it, and it comes full circle, right? You start with the end in mind or trying to figure out where you're trying to go, figure out what you need to remove and then potentially also replace down the line. Mm. So that kind of gets yeah. us into our, our kind of next topic here of, of just the entire entrepreneurial process. So we talk about the beer brewing process, great beer not happening overnight. <laughs> Entrepreneur success doesn't happen overnight. So talk to us just about your journey as an entrepreneur and what are some of the highest of the highs and then the lowest of the lows. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the coolest part of any of any, of meeting anybody is their story because there's, they're always so unique, right? I mean, especially when you're surrounded by veterans, but also business owners. Cause I, I love hearing other business owner stories because you look at some of these guys and girls and you're like, damn, they're killing it, crushing it. But then you hear their story and you're like, Oh, so they were also at one point in time, an idiot, just like me. <laughs> like we have been all, we've all been that person where we're just doing dumb shit because we don't know better. Um, and I love it. So I, like I said, I joined the army when I was 18 and um, I did that for a while. When I got out, I got in the oil field, right? I got my CDL and, and decided to take a, um, a job in the oil field, North Dakota, making bank. And it sucked living there for a year, working 18 hour days. It, it was terrible, but it was worth it at the time. Then I went to South Texas, ran oil down there for a while. And then the oil field crashed. Then like for me, my biggest, my biggest issue at the time, I was completely alone. So in South Texas, I worked a lot. I had no friends, had no family, no girl, nothing. Um, I had one friend actually, but it wasn't enough because I was in a dark place and I ended up getting arrested down by the border in Texas just because I had a bad night where I was just very drunk. Um, I just lost one of my jobs. I just lost a job because the oil field was starting to kind of tank and mixed with the emotions of, you know, past experiences in the military and, and old buddies, blah, blah, blah. I ended up having a standoff with SWAT team and sheriff's department down in uh, South Texas. And it sucked, man. It was, it was some crazy shit. The cool thing was um, I walked away unscathed, right? Now I know no one here knows what I look like, but I'm a fairly big dude. I'm six, two, two forty. Um, but I didn't even get tased, man. I was like wondering what the hell, you know, I was the minority down there and they didn't mess me up or anything. I mean, they took all my guns, but I didn't see a day in court because it was a huge blessing. I mean, I just, I was in jail for a couple of days, got out and then hired a lawyer. I was broke at that point. And then the lawyer was like, Hey, I'll make it go away. This is how much it's going to take. And I was like, that's literally everything I have. He goes, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, okay. So I did. Um, and then the oil field actually crashed. So now I'm like very broke and nothing else to do. Just, you know, had a bad experience. 
So I decided to restart again and move up to Dallas, Fort Worth. And uh, I got a job in sales. I lived in my trailer that I had still, but then I started the sales life, man. And at first you ain't making money. Hmm. You're working a lot hmm. for so little. Well, I paid my truck. I paid my RV bill. I paid my cell phone, but that was it. I couldn't pay rent. I couldn't pay for food. Sometimes next thing you know, I'm getting evicted from RV parks. And then it just kept getting further and further down the hole. Um, until finally I'm in a loves parking lot. I've been there for like, this is my third day. And I'm coming out of the uh, the showers and there's two cop cars by my trailer. And I'm like, ah, shit, what do they want? And they're like, hey, man, you can't live here. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not living here. Like, yeah, you are. We saw the camera. Like, you've been living here for a couple of days. And I was like, damn it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll get going. So I'm hooking up my trailer. At the same time, my mom calls me and she has this opportunity. She wants to run by me. And it's to start a business. And at first I thought she had the wrong son. I'm like, you must be talking about your other son who just graduated college, <laughs> not me. Um, but sure enough, you know, so I talked to her a little bit and I, and I literally said these words. I was like, fuck it. Why not? Cause at this point I had nothing else to lose in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, why not? I'll move in with my mom at 24, 25, 26 years old, whatever. Started business with her. So I did. Um, but here's where it gets really cool. So that was my lowest point. And at any point in time, I could have, taken the easy way out at any point in time, I could have been very selfish. Um, and I'm not saying the thoughts never crossed my mind. They did all the time, mm. but I decided to live a little bit more for other people. I had sisters, brothers, and I had family. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to keep going, give it another shot. And then within six months, like I told you, <clears throat> you know, I realized I really like this business thing. So then I met my wife and we started dating. I didn't want to date her at first because I was so, you know, go, 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 not really knowing what my life's going to be like. I even told her I'm a mess. I don't want a girlfriend. Um, but I couldn't help it. Right. So, you know, later on, you know, it just, it, it just happened. Like we fell in love, all the good stuff, you know, she got pregnant and then, you know, phase 17, whatever <laughs> happens. And that's the thing is, I don't know how many times I got to tell people you can start over however many times it takes. <laughs> because for me, my chapters didn't start when I started my business. Right. And my chapter seven looks completely different than your chapter seven. Mm -hmm. Because when my wife was pregnant with our first son, dude, turn over the next page, start a new chapter, because I promise you my mentality changed a 180, 180 degrees again. And then I was like, okay, I have a new meaning in life now. I'm not Casey, the business guy, Casey, the trash guy. Now I'm Casey, the dad. Mm. Holy shit. Like I actually have someone that's going to not just look up to me, but I'm going to have to raise for 18 years or whatever. Right. So I want to be the best, uh, the best that I could be for him. Mm. So that's what really it took, you know, And, and the cool thing was I tell people all the time, you have to prioritize every aspect of your business and life. Um, Dude, in our bedroom right now, my wife hates this, by the way. Well, she's she's getting used to it. We have a whiteboard, mm-hmm. a whiteboard on our wall. Yeah. You know, and one side has her goals. The middle has our goals. And on the other side is my goals. And she's like, that's so fucking stupid. I'm like, why? No one comes in here. It's our damn bedroom. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And she's like, why do you want a whiteboard? I go, because here's the thing. You write your shit down. You write our shit down, my shit down. 
Every night when we go to bed, we're going to see it. Every morning when we wake up, we're going to see it. Mm. And eventually, we're going to be dreaming that shit. Mm. You're going to be just thinking about what, what could be. You're going to be thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow, yeah. right? So sure enough, it took about a month. And the next thing you know, I start looking at the whiteboard and shit's changing. <laughs> shit's getting marked off. Shit's getting redone. And I'm like, oh, it's working. I was like, it's totally working. So now, you know what, that's what we do every week. We update the whiteboard in our bedroom. Yeah. Right. And I, and I tell us to everybody, dude, I don't care if you're single, if you have a partner or, or, or you're married, get a fucking whiteboard in your bedroom, get a whiteboard at the office and stick to it. Yeah. Because the best thing you can do is over remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. Right. So yeah, man, I mean, I, I didn't mean to go off on a rant there, but no, that was great. I've changed so much. Do I've changed so much in the past, you know, six to 10 years that, you know, it's hard to think that my past is my past. I mean, I went to a funeral uh, a few weeks ago in California, a buddy of mine died in a freak parachute accident, right? He was a great, great guy, great leader, leader father and soldier, everything. And I, and I ran into a lot of guys I grew up in the army with. They knew 18, 19 year old Casey, the shithead Casey. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, dude, we, you know, what you've been up to, we've been following you on Facebook or blah, blah, blah. Holy shit. You look completely different. You have a family, a business. And I said, yeah, dude, I do. But holy shit, the ride that I took to get there, mm-hmm. it's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, but there's only one thing that, that kept me going. That was drive. Yeah. If you don't have drive, dude, you're going to, you're going to stall out. You're going to, you're going to implode. Mm. Um, but that's also why you have a mentor. Get a mentor, find a mentor, vet a mentor. Remember, they're there for you. And it, it needs to be mutual, obviously. But if I was like, hey, Adam, I want, I want you to be my mentor. You know, and we start talking once a month or whatever. I can, it's fine for me to say, hey, Adam, this ain't working out. Like, you're not, you know, it just isn't a right fit. We could be buddies. We can still talk. But go out there and get a fucking mentor because you got, you got so much in life. You need a mentor for every aspect of it. Mm. No, that's awesome. Finding a mentor, the just the drive and, and the consistency, but definitely for those listening, put a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard in my office. I don't know if my wife would allow for one in the bedroom, but I'm definitely going to ask her. I'm going to ask Do her. It. I have it all over, but when you start to manifest and write down those goals and you have it, something mm-hmm. is something that you're just seeing literally all of the time. Like you can't help, but start to accomplish them. Otherwise you're going to get so frustrated with yourself of being like that, that thing is just right there. And I know exactly where I'm going, but I haven't accomplished that yet. So, so I love that. And, and as we kind of, well, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Real good. quick. I wanted to say this real quick. So here's another great part of that whiteboard in the bedroom. What's the worst thing that could happen before bed with a married couple, a fight, right? Yeah. Right. You hate that. It's it's the shittiest of all. So with the whiteboard in the bedroom, here's the coolest thing about that. What if you, and let's just take your case, for example, your, your, your wife's pregnant, right? So let's just say before bed, you look over there and you're like, Hey babe, have you done X, Y, and Z yet? She's going to look at you with that frustrated look like mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, guess what? Same thing goes with you. You lay down in bed one night. She's going to look at you. Hey, did you knock out that thing? And then you're going to be like, ah, no. So there's accountability being held there for, for a couple. Mm-hmm. Right. And I tell people this because it's, it's so true, dude. It's, it's your bedroom. 
If you have a party in your bedroom, that's different. For for the most part, not everybody has a bunch of family and friends hanging out in their their personal bedroom. (laughs) So put a whiteboard up and put three spots, hers or his, whatever, theirs, ours, and mine. Mm -hmm. Put some goals down, start chipping away. Look, if it doesn't work out after a month or two, fucking take it down. But it's not going to hurt. Yeah. Wow. Love that. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Definitely. If you're listening, got to implement that. So Casey, as we kind of finish up the episode here, the last thing we talk about is distribution. So for, for Mm -hmm. us, that's, you know, obviously, well, for beer, that's taking beer to the market and selling it and marketing it. But well, I want to know a little bit more about what you have planned for the rest of the year and the future and and everything like that in your different ventures, but you personally as well. Okay. Say that one more time. You cut it the last part. No, you're good. So tell us a little bit about what you have planned for the rest of the future, kind of what's coming down the pipeline and, uh, you know, everything, everything with that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you right now, my short term plan is Saturday morning, bright and early. I'm headed to Florida for 10 days, beachside with the family. (laughs) Um, you know, but you know, I just joined up with a, a great veteran nonprofit called gallant for you. Like I was saying, the coolest part of Gallant for you is they're very, um, they're a hands-on approach to military veterans, right? So um, we help veterans through coaching, counseling, and mentoring. And that's the coolest thing is it may not sound very sexy, but you know, dude, neither is asking for help, right? Neither is getting help. Neither is trash, but look what I did with trash. So I wanted to, I wanted to really get in with them because I fully support them. So my biggest thing now is, I have this big event coming up in September, right? It's a more of a local thing, but I am also trying to develop a program with gallant for you that helps uh, veterans understand they have the ability to be an entrepreneur. No, I'm not going to build your own business for you, but I at least want you to understand that it's an option and you don't have to have um, all this merit in life in order to be in charge of your own future. Um, I never graduated high school, dude, never went to college. And yet, I'm literally taking a 10 day vacation because I fucking can mm. and because I work my ass off to do it. Um, and people are like, okay, well, what's that like doing what you do now? Well, I'll tell you what it's like. I get back on the 24th of May on June 3rd. I go back to Florida for 10 days. That's what it's like, man. But you have to work your ass off to get, it. you have to put a plan down. You have to see the future because let's be honest in business. The future is what you make it. I don't care if anybody says, oh, you can't predict the future. Yeah, you can because I've done it so far because yeah. it's my future. Mm-hmm. So put it down on paper, put it on a whiteboard, whatever. Um, but also get someone to back you, you know, whether that's a family member, wife, husband, brother, sister, get someone to support you because no one can do it alone. Um, I was, you know, I'm grateful enough to have an awesome support system with my family and um, also fellow business owners now, right? You know, I try my best to help out as many businesses as I can, but I would say it's, it's the, it's selflessness, but dude, it's, it's both because one day I'm going to need help from them. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know that I can call on them and say, Hey, can I, can I get a hand? So my biggest plan is, you know, help develop this business program for veterans, but also, um, you know, I started real, you know, investing in real estate recently and I have a building in a downtown area. Now we just, we're closing on this month. Very exciting. Um, but that's the other thing I kept learning. Right. And I'm not going to stop learning. I, I used to say this when I was, uh, at my, my, my junker company, um, teach what you know, 
and learn what you don't. Mm. Um, and, and you may ask, Hey, why is it important to teach what st- stuff you already know? I'm like, well, here's the thing. If you have all this information and you're not doing anything with it, what good is it? Yeah. Right. I mean, seriously, what's the point? Who yeah. cares if you know everything, if you're not exercising it by knowing everything you need to, you need to share it. You need yeah. to teach others. And for me, if I didn't have someone else teaching me, dude, I would have been still stupid, you know, stupid old Casey in, in South Texas getting arrested. But you have to teach what you know, learn what you don't. Mm, and that's that. what I plan to do. Love that. Great way to end the episode here, Casey. Mm-hmm. Where can people stay connected with you online? Yeah, so Facebook, uh, Casey Bubba Lawrence on Facebook. Um, that's, that's my name. I, I know it's not my middle name. Honestly, I put it, I put it as my name on Facebook before I was even good at business yeah. and it stuck. And then so. people started calling me that. And then next thing you know, it like top executives at McDonald's corporation, cause we did a big job for them. They were emailing in the email chain and that's how they're, they're saying, Oh yeah. And, and Casey Bubba, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh shit. That's my name. Now, I guess <laughs> I just kept it. Yeah. But yeah, Casey Bubba Lawrence on Facebook um, or even, you know, I don't really get on Instagram much or yeah. anything else, mm. but you can also email me Casey at gallantfew.org um, or my LinkedIn Casey Lawrence. So, you know, if you have any questions or anything, you know, hit me up anytime and I'd, I'd love to, to answer anything. Awesome. We'll put that all in the show notes. Casey, thanks for coming on, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate you, you having me. Um, I'm always excited to share my story, but also, you know, if there's anything else that you may need or anybody out there may need, hit me up. I love helping other people. And look, if I don't know something, I'm going to, I'm going to try to find the answer and then I can get it to you. You know, love that. Definitely appreciate that, man. Looking forward to staying connected and continue to watch and you take off. And to the audience, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.